Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, October 30th. What's What is daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Isabel Danzis. And I'm Jay Doherty. And here are today's headlines. New York City's shelter system is at maximum capacity, so City Hall is trying to figure out how to handle the overflow of migrants. One solution is to use locations that aren't traditional shelters. For example, the Adams administration's new plan is to house 2,000 migrants at Brooklyn's Floyd Bennett Field. But it's causing some concern. A report by the FDNY shows that surrounding fire hydrants are unreliable and far away. These worries have raised lawmakers' concerns that the facility could become a fire trap. And these large-scale facilities are a short-term fix. Mayor Adams says in the long run, it's a matter of if, not when, migrants will eventually be pushed onto the streets. That's why the city is establishing a re-ticketing center in Manhattan. It'll give remaining asylum seekers in the city free one-way plane tickets to anywhere in the world. Flocks of birds are passing through New York City on their fall migrations. And now they can make a stop on top of the Javits Center. There's a new green roof, which includes gardens and a bird sanctuary, making it a nice rest stop for our feathered friends. And this is needed because the convention center is surrounded by large glass windows, and the birds fly into them and die. The Javits Center used to kill roughly four to 5,000 birds a year. Fans are laying out flowers and gathering by the well-known Friends apartment in the West Village of Manhattan. It's to pay tribute to actor Matthew Perry. Perry was found dead on Saturday in his jacuzzi at his L.A. home. The actor was best known for his work as Chandler Bing on Friends. Matthew Perry was 54. Today is the 20th anniversary of the international hit musical Wicked. To celebrate, the Empire State Building will be lit green. And at 6.30 p.m. tonight, a special 20th anniversary performance of the musical will take place at Gershwin Theater in Manhattan. 2023 marks the 60th anniversary of one of the largest human rights protests in history, the March on Washington. And to commemorate, one festival and nonprofit is celebrating through arts and activism. WFUV's Leah Mallory has more on the Let Freedom Ring Festival put on by the Village Trip. Sixty years ago, a quarter of a million people showed up to the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. to march under a scorching sun. The protesters came from different races, creeds, religions, and ethnicities. But they shared a common goal, to demand equal rights and freedom. That protest is now known as the March on Washington. Sixty years later, that legacy lives on through a local arts and activism festival called The Village Trip, which celebrated the momentous occasion through music, poetry, dance, and other art forms. It's called Let Freedom Ring, and it took place at the historic Great Hall at Cooper Union. Talking about this day and using art, not just celebrate, but open our ears and our minds and our hearts to the fact that we have a lot to do, especially for our young people, because we have a lot to march forward about. And 
art is a great way to help people sing and dance and move and stand up or help people make the decision to stand up and use their own voice. That's David Dublinger, a local artist, educator, and director of Let Freedom Ring. And alongside Dublinger, other artists at the festival are using their work to teach others about the importance of the march. There's a thing in our humanness where you can feel like you're alone or you can feel like the things you care about belong to like the people who speak about it. And you can feel like you don't have a voice. I just think with everything that has been happening since that march, it's like there's never a bad time to gather up and just to get re-motivated. And that's Daniel Carlton, an award-winning playwright and creator of the play, March On. Carlton's play, March On, follows several characters on the day of the 1963 March on Washington and served as the foundation of the night. Interwoven between performed excerpts from the play were presentations by several artists, young and old. That's Antoinette Montague, a jazz and blues singer and self-identified griot. She's singing Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday, an African-American jazz singer arrested back in the 60s for singing that very song. And it really was a, a cry for anti-lynching. And we just passed in, I believe, 2019, an anti-lynching law. So decades ago, she was singing about the horrific wrong of this. And only now have we legally done something about it where it's against the law to lynch people. Isn't that amazing? Montague's collaborated with the village strip before, but this event was particularly meaningful. This event means something all the more to me because of the multi-generational aspect of it. We have some of our young people singing those civil rights songs tonight with beautiful harmonies. And one of those young performers was Stephanie Pacheco, the 2023 New York Youth Poet Laureate. This is the year that every black girl on the block lets their hair out to speak with the sun. And the concrete sings a gospel tune with two swinging ropes on beat. Carlton says that the purpose of March On was to capture the authentic experiences of people who attended the March on Washington in real time. The idea came after a friend expressed concern that the 1963 march wasn't being acknowledged. So I asked her, why are you so connected to it? And she told me that when she was a little girl, that she saw the march on TV on the news, and in this big crowd, she was looking for her big brother in the crowd. Uh, you know, a quarter million people, she's looking for her big brother. And I went, that's it. For Carlton, Let Freedom Ring is a way to keep the march and the experiences of these individuals alive, intertwining contemporary artistic performances with the historical narratives, show us how active history is in our present and how we can reignite the flame for justice. And I want them to share what they saw and heard, not just from my piece, but from all the pieces that have come together to say, 
you know, this is the year. All we have is now, and what we do with now dictates everything else. And 60 years after the March on Washington, the village trip is doing its part to preserve the legacy of multi-generational, multicultural activism. The village trip will return next September. To support their mission of spreading art and activism, you can donate at www.thevillagetrip.com. With WFUV News, I'm Leah Mallory. That was WFUV's Leah Mallory at Let Freedom Ring, celebrating the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. And that's our show for today. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm Isabel Danzis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.